uh, modelling for the job guarantee has been extensive. And it comes, the, the advocates of the job guarantee uh, subscribe, generally speaking, to a uh, non-mainstream model of how monetary systems operate called modern monetary theory, which you may or may not have heard of. But what these professors have done is they've gone back and looked at how monetary systems like the Australian, um, Japanese, American, uh, English, all the countries, for instance, that aren't in the euro, countries that are the sovereign issuers of their own currency, that's a currency that's not locked to gold or some other commodity um, that has got a floating exchange rate. Um, uh, monetary systems that have those characteristics, it means that the government is not fiscally constrained. It means it, it doesn't first tax to get money in order to spend it because it's actually the issue of the currency. Our Commonwealth government operates in a completely opposite way to, uh, to the way households states, local governments, everybody else in the economy operates because they're the sovereign monopoly issuer of the currency. And so it, they have to first spend the money before they can tax it. It has to work the other way for them. And it's for that reason and for those, that, and it's for those reasons that we could fund the Second World War and we could have full employment after the Second World War, uh, that the governments who are the issuers of their own currency can do that. The reason why countries like Greece are in so much trouble is because they're not the issuers of their own currency. They're stuck in the euro, which has more or less the characteristics of being on a gold standard. And the experience of the gold, when Australia was on the gold standard from 1925 to the early 30s, that's why we had the depression. So it's because governments don't have the spending power that they have as they do in a modern monetary system. So for, for that reason, the actual financing of the system isn't that significant. Neither is it significant for a universal basic income for the same reason. So the reason why the government taxes money, because it doesn't need the, to tax in order to be able to spend it, the reason it taxes is because that's what actually sets the value of the currency. The reason why an Australian dollar is worth something is because the federal government will only accept Australian dollars as a way of discharging your liabilities in taxation and other charges. So unless you have Australian dollars, you're going to go to jail because you've got a debt to the government, your, your taxes and all the rest of it, that has to be paid in Australian dollars. And by making that the object that you need to acquire in order to discharge your taxation liabilities, that's why it's a valuable thing for other people to have and that's why those monetary systems, that's why the currency has value. Um, so, but... That's part of the mythology of how our economy runs. It's been peddled since for the last 40 years. The neoclassical model always features this concept of the federal government is like a household budget. And, you know, you can't have a, you've got to have surpluses because that's sort of like saving. And what household would need to be saving money for a rainy day if it was allowed to issue the national currency? Why would you be saving for a rainy day? It makes no sense. But that's why that's all part of the mythology of the, how the economic system works. But uh, both systems are perfectly economic.